Another Hip Hop Tic Tactics exclusive. It's been a long time coming, pause. But finally, we have Mike Boogie <laughs> on Hip Hop Tic Tactics. Welcome yes. to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know, and it's, uh, like you said, a long time coming. We've tried to do this. Uh, I guess this is the third time. Third, third time's a charm? Maybe, yeah. So they say. I think. I know there was one time before, and I had to re, you know, re-whatever, and yesterday I just, I slept. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've been I on- I just slept uh, in, man. It's my bad. <laughs> we've been on Maximum for about two years now, I think. Yeah, it's been mm. a while. It's funny how, like, I was thinking about that too the other day, like, just, you know, certain shows that are left, because a lot's been going on, you know what I mean? Um and uh, like at one point, I was doing four shows a week, mm. you know. And like yeah. now, like I just don't have the time. Of course, you know what I mean. Life changed, but like like you said, you guys have been on for two years, and I thank you for that, uh, or roughly two years. And you know, I thank you know the contribution because it's a, it's it helps what we're doing. A contribution to Canadian hip hop, the, the you know the the local urban scene, however you want to call it. Mm. I, I call it Canadian hip hop, hip hop in general. I mean, it's what I grew up on, a part of yeah. as a culture, the scene. So. For sure. Yeah, man. So in this interview, we're going to talk about uh, your childhood, your musical influences. Yeah, for sure. Um, your, uh, we're, in the good, we're in the best place to talk about my childhood. Yeah. Your, uh, take a look around and you get a little... Midtown Mall, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I have a great story to tell, but go ahead. Sorry. We also want to talk about... Uh, your influence on hip hop and Durham in general. Okay. And which uh, I didn't know I had one, but uh, yeah, okay. most definitely. All right, no, that's dope. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's let's start right from the beginning. Okay. Here in uh, here in Oshawa. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was telling you on the way up. Uh, born and raised, man. Uh, I was born at Oshawa General Hospital. I grew up a uh, product, I guess, of this blue collar town, mm -hmm. um, you know, so to speak. Uh, the, the 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 baby child, I guess, the youngest of three. Um, and not to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, play a, a harp or, or try to sing a sad song, but, you know, like my mom's, you know, she went through the ringer. She'd been through some shit in the 70s and whatnot and mm -hmm. finally met somebody who was, you know, like who, who was down for her. You know what I mean? After, you know, her, her children's fathers have disappeared and wanted right. nothing to do with anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to speak. So, uh, so, and you know, he worked at GM. So we grew up that blue collar, you know, town lifestyle. You know what I mean? Living from, you know, that paycheck to paycheck. But yeah. uh, the crazy thing in the 70s, uh, mortgage payments were a lot less than they are these days. <laughs> and uh, I always talk to my mom's husband. Uh, we had a conversation one time and because uh, I recently bought a house back out here in Oshawa. And uh, he said, when we moved into the house we lived in when I was six, like I said, I was the youngest. So that was in 79. Okay. Uh, mortgage payment was $90 a month. <laughs> nice on uh like you know on olive on the little yep. row, the little row houses on olive they're yep. tiny but ninety dollars a month hey yeah. that's so hey so, own it before so you know that it. afforded us the luxury of having a, a, a tent trailer for the summer at cedar park oh that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah you canadian I mean? living but, right but there it's, it's 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 dope though but you know growing up in in kind of that you know that era where you know kids today don't have a clue um what's going on you know as far as i think that's me Oh. I keep hearing. Um, no worries. But man. yeah, like kids today, they don't really understand like that. Just go outside and jump in a creek and get a tube and float around for four hours. Make and just, do with nothing, like, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and with hip hop, and this is what it all leads to when it came to the whole hip hop thing. You know, it started out with a four track and a keyboard that didn't sample. It sampled, but it didn't loop. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Korg, I think it was. It was a Korg something or other. Shout out to Jerome. Uh, you know, Jerome. <laughs> Jerome can't hide. I don't know if you guys know Jerome, but uh, we, you know, um, I remember being in his basement uh, down across from GL Roberts, and uh, he had the four track, and we would just we would loop like you could loop one thing yeah so you could loop the beat but you could put your sounds in and you'd have to press the you know the key right yeah so we'd loop the beat and record it on one track right boom go back play it and then get the sample you want and then hit it every time you wanted it yeah you know what i mean but you'd count your bars so you so you exactly. structured it properly and hit it every time and then when you get to your uh three tracks full that you dump it down to one mm. so that now you had everything on one track and then you could add more stuff and then i mean you know and then obviously you know got further along uh, you know uh, hooked up with uh, my boy rod uh rob woodman and yanan uh these these guys unbelievable the stuff that these guys taught me um they were using like when i met them they were using two track uh, mm-hmm. or not two sorry not two inch reel to reels or one inch reel to reels you know 24 tracks the old school stuff oh, the, you know the what big I mean? one yeah and you know stuff like that like and these ones too the the, the quarter inch ones yep. like all that stuff using the sp 1200s mm. you know and i first learned how to make beats on an sp 1200 nice. and i started off being a beatboxer do you still have that uh i don't but uh i have the discs for my all the stuff I made on uh, SP1200 and EPS and uh, um, a number We're of We're going other... for about six grand on eBay right now. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It was funny because I never actually owned one myself. Uh, my boy Rod did, but we used to just go to his basement and mess around with it mm. and just make beats. You know, and you had two and a half seconds of sampling time, so you sped everything up and you tried to, <laughs> like, you know, pitch, gig, it pitch it down or gigahertz it down so it was at a low quality. And yep. I mean, that's what made hip hop hip hop. Yeah. And like the I green. said, that, it goes back to that element of just making do with what you have you know and it's it's incredible now that the 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 amount of access these kids have today to technology but they don't have a clue what to fucking do with it Mm -hmm. and they misuse it and all they do they just think oh let's just let's just go like say whatever and then put an auto-tune on it and like i got a hit over a youtube beat you know exactly (laughs) and the creativity is so far gone from music It, it it's it's like it's completely missing mm-hmm. and and obviously commercial radio and and, and those type, types of uh, media like avenues and stuff like that they only they only play commercial like that stuff they only yeah. play you know what you know the labels are pushing you know because labels are still pushing stuff apparently they're still out there yep. and they still do control you know what's going on unfortunately but then there's online radio internet mm-hmm. radio you know and us yeah again, exactly accessibility once again well that's what it comes down to and and, and it, it almost it, it almost sucks because you have to like you have to work so hard just to get online and build something and and it's what people really want but then people will just still jump in their car and put on flow or put on yeah whatever you know what i mean and it, it's it's disheartening as as a as an entrepreneur in the in the radio industry, mm. I guess you could say, as somebody who's trying to build or is, has been trying to build something for independent artists who don't get that shine, yeah. you know what I mean? Like me, fortunately, I, I got play on commercial radio. I was able to do that. You know, I, I guess, you know, I tippy-toed the line where they liked my stuff enough to put it in those kind of categories at, at whatever time it was, Nick you know what I mean? And yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, and I got, you know, and I knew some people in some places, so I used to call them when they were on the radio and say, hey, play my song. I know you're on the radio right now mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll see you at the club tonight play my yeah. shit <laughs> oh that's where we're at right now yeah, basically the devil. well and that's what it comes down to you know what i mean yep. and and it's forced people to control more of 
the industry and almost be a jack of all trades. Yep. You know what I mean? And and you can master many of them nowadays, mm-hmm. and you almost have to. Yeah. Because no one's going to take you serious unless you come and say, well, I do this, 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 and this. Because if you don't, you're just, who are you? Yeah, you're behind you. Yeah, you're just like, well, no one just produces. Yeah. No one just engineers. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, you meet a kid, you'll meet a kid who will who will write a song He'll produce. He'll produce the beat. He'll write the song. He'll shoot a video. He'll edit it. He'll have all this done within 24 hours, and within within 48 hours, he'll have how many tens of thousands of views? Yeah. How do you compete? How do you compete when all you want to do? And I'm not saying like you in general. Like yeah, just people, in, people general, in general. People yeah. in general. Like how do you compete with that when this is the kind of? So some of them again, they make do with what they have, mm-hmm. and they do make a really interesting and creative product. But most of them don't. There's probably about two percent of them that are actually really talented, exactly. and those ones are the ones that don't get heard. Those are the ones that, you know, you you hear about them when they're thirty. Mm-hmm. Not when they're 15 and 60. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they have that social media backing. And, and that's the other side of it. Because you have to be your own social media expert, too, on top of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Because if, you, if you, you're if you not, or if you, if you can't do that stuff, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So times them are changing. Absolutely. <laughs> now, do you find there's uh, like a balance between, obviously, being an artist yourself and kind of being a jack of all trades, you know, setting up, you know, the radio station, the online station, et cetera. Do you find yourself um, in conflict? No, I mean, for me, I, I, there was a point where, I, I, like with radio, I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. But as an artist, I knew what I didn't like and what I did like being interviewed. Mm-hmm. You know, like the typical questions, like you know, like you have your typical whatever, whatever. You know, what's what, you know, what do you got coming out, and yeah. this and that, and whatever. But then, you, like, it's it's like when someone asks a question you're not expecting, you're like, oh shit, how did you know that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like who, like who are you talking to? But I'll answer it. But it's like you know what I mean, and and that stuff doesn't very like happen very often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So with me, I would try to. I started off by interviewing people I knew who were artists because then I could I could do that. I could like pull something out, a stuff. moment, or I'd be like, remember that time we were wherever, and they'd be like, oh shit, you, you, oh man, why are you doing this to me? But <laughs> but it's it's one of those stories you can tell. You know what I mean? And For that's sure. how I think people really get to know artists because people lie in their music. People mm-hmm. are yep. fake yep. And, like constantly. So the only way you're really going to get to know somebody is talk to them. Yep. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, people can try to front in an interview, but if you if you tug at the right strings, you'll you'll find out what they're really like. Yeah. You know, and they might snap. <laughs> they might break some shit. <laughs> yeah, catch themselves a lie. Yeah, but yeah. yeah save, th- save those questions for the phone interviews. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, like that's, that's the thing. But that's what makes for a good interview. Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? And, you want them to get up and yeah. leave. Because we did, I, like I was telling you, I did like four shows. I had a show that was dedicated to just, it was called Canadian Crates. And we just talked mm-hmm. to, I would only talk to Canadian artists, only play Canadian hip hop. It was a two hour show every week. And it was finding artists that had, like, there's tons of people doing stuff. But at first, like like I said, I would interview a lot of people I knew. But then after a while, it was a hard time finding artists who even had anything to talk about. Mm. Like, I'd bring them on and I'm like, okay, so, like, I tell them what to bring. Bring three tracks. Um, and then they said, well, what are you going to ask me? I say, I'm going to talk to you about your music. And talk to you about you, yeah. Because I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yep. Like if it was someone new, and and obviously listeners don't know you, mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna discover who you are, and that's it. And they're like, well, you can't send me questions. I don't have any questions. Send me the songs. I'll mm-hmm. listen to your music. Yeah, I'll think about and it, and then I'll have yeah. some questions. Yeah, you know what I mean. 100%. And they're like, well, I only have one song. 
why am I interviewing you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually asked this one guy. Funny story. This guy's <laughs> this guy's doing a show. He's he hits me up. He hears that I'm you know I have this station whatever, and he's like I want to bring like three four artists down. So I'm like cool dope. Um, uh, one guy, um, what's his name? Robin Banks. Okay. Yep. So Robin Banks. Um, some some girl. There's a girl. They're all in that same kind of genre. Um, she's also I think same background as Robin Banks. I think they're I think they're Somalian or something like that. Okay. But there's a girl. I just can't remember her name right now. Um, there was a few of them, but then there was there was one oh, man. I wish I could remember everybody's name. Regardless, anyway. So I'm interviewing Robin Banks. I said, so you know, how long you been doing the music? Let people know, you know, how long you know you've been at it. He goes, you know, like like eight months. And I kind of just sat back in my chair and I was like, fuck, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. What am I supposed this to do is with that? Horrible. Like, and every question I asked was just like pulling pulling teeth, man. Like no, like. And, and I'm not trying to diss him and whatever, but yeah. it, like I'm just it's an example. And and every artist that I that I did the interview with for this for this show that this guy was doing was terrible except for one. And I it was a short white dude, crazy bars, but he was still he was trying to ride the wave that everyone was doing, but he was still doing bars. Like okay. he still had bars. He wasn't yeah. auto tuning. Again, I just can't remember his name right now. If I said his name, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. It'll come to me tomorrow. Um, of course, but <laughs> then uh, so I was like, I was like, okay, this was like one of the worst shows I ever did, like interview wise, except for this one kid, and um, and then the promoter, right? Like him, and then he also brought the guy um, six six in the six or whatever, you know, the guy with the dreads and the tattoos all over his face. He does all the funny online videos and Instagram. Um, yeah, that whatever. Instagram page blew yeah, up. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was the host of the show, so he was there, and he was a good interview and whatever. Um, the guy who was putting on the show, Luke. You know, good interview as because he's a promoter. Like mm. promoters are, they're just going to tell you the biz, right? Right. But it was like the artist had no charisma, no nothing, right? Except for this one, this one dude. Um, but then it just so happened I get a call because I also do security. So I get a call. Do you want to come down and do security at the show? So I was like, yeah, cool. It ended up being the guy's show. Okay. So nice. I was like, oh, this will be interesting because yeah. I interviewed everybody. Yeah. I get to the show and I'm like. Like it's kind of packed, but it's like they're everyone's just lip syncing for one, yeah, because it's all auto tuned. They have about 50 people on stage, five or six of them have mics. You have you no idea who's, who's who, who. yeah. And I was like, This is a shit show, yeah. But there was people there, and I'm like, How do people like this? You know what I mean? And it was just like, so it blew me away, like something like it was almost like it, not discouraging, but I was like, Fuck, like, how do I compete with this? Yeah, because. I'll get on stage by myself and and just spit bars on dope beats and it's it's hip hop. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and the there's a crowd and everyone's into it but it's like it's just to a total different They're not vibe. jumping up on the yeah, stage. They're not, they're not moshing. The is, they're going crazy for almost nothing. Yeah. Like it's so fabricated. It's so, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like like I said, again, I'm not I trying DJ to I DJ a lot of those I'm not shows. Trying to, like, you know, attack anybody <laughs> or or you know, but it's just one of those things as someone who's interviewed artists. Yeah. Like it's just like, wow, like how have you been rapping for 8 months but then, then you you do have a you following. You have a draw like that. But you do yeah. have a following. So I'm like, holy shit. Instagram. Like, this just blew my yeah. mind. So that's what it that's what it really was. Like it's not that I didn't know it was it, it was like that mm -hmm. but then I, I really saw it obviously firsthand you know what I mean like when you're talking to an artist who who has nothing to say mm -hmm. essentially um, who doesn't even can't even talk about their own music because there's nothing to talk it's just, about it, it's, just, it's, it's, it's bullshit it's, it's just random stuff that they're saying for the most part 
Um, but yeah, it was, and then even like I was posting pictures, and the the girl, she's like, oh, she she's like, you got to take that picture down. I don't like the picture that you posted of me. And I was just like, this is this is like mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. I'm just like <laughs> shutting this whole thing down. I wasn't even gonna I wasn't even gonna play the interview. I was gonna just can the whole thing. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna just I'm gonna do it. Put it out there. And it was funny. People tuned in to listen to the show, and I was like, holy, you got numbers, <laughs> eh? yeah. And I was like, wow. So skill has nothing to do with anything, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, these days. But but yeah, it's wild just how the industry's evolved because I come from an era where, like, you got to show and prove. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I used to go to shows, rock, um, not Rock the Mic. I used to host Rock the Mic. I used to go to the show back in the day live at the barbecue. Like, DJX used to DJ. It's yeah. like, it's from way back. And you'd, you'd go and you get on the mic and it's Toronto. So if you don't spit like you're getting stuff chucked at you yeah, whatever Buddha. all that stuff so like it was like maybe the third or fourth one um i can't remember exactly because like the first one was like legendary if you missed that you missed it you, okay and there's no there's no internet there's no nothing so if yeah. you missed it you missed it yeah and it was just a hip-hop party it was just a hip-hop party they called it live at the barbecue djx bunch of djs power and i can't remember everyone but but one of my boys was dj uh, hosting it one one time and he's like yo mike come through just come through and spit so i was like all right so a bunch of us gotten uh, my uh one of our homegirls angela her dad used to drive us to everything because mm. he was like i want to make sure you kids get there and get home safe nice so and yeah, that was, was my dad you yeah. know and, and it was yep. you know you know you know and may he rest in peace her dad shout out uh you know shout to out. them and and just because it was part of the culture back then like there was you know a couple girls that used to hang out with us you know and, and my boy uh dj griff i don't know if you know griff and, mm-hmm. and so like just we would always just go to shows and Merciless, DJ Merciless and stuff. We would always go to shows, always go to shows. And uh, we used to get rides out there and go to the, and then one week I'm, or one month or whatever they put it on, I'm like, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to go up and spit, you know, this little white kid from Oshawa. I'm going to go up there and just show him what I got. Yeah. And I go up there wearing a, a public enemy baseball cap. Okay. Um, K-Force was, was the host. Uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, come, come do your thing, whatever. So I get on and I had this verse that was written right obviously yeah um so i'm just and i knew it was just bars whatever but i i knew it enough that i could substitute stuff made the, it relevant the to the yeah, uh, what was going on barbecue so pull the dj's name and you yeah. know what i mean and, and insert so so it worked you know what i mean and and then at first when i got on stage he introduced me and i you know i'm getting ready to do my thing i'm like yeah you know check it out and people are like ah oh, like this is white guy you know what i mean i can yeah. feel the vibe of the crowd and like some guy even crumpled paper and threw a piece of paper at you know at the yep. at the stage, and I was just like, yeah. So I start spitting, blah, 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 and I do my thing, do my thing, Slowly. and then it was just like, oh. And then Missy Me was in the crowd, and she starts clanging some bottles and like, oh, making noise. And DJ Power was DJing at the time, and it was this rhyme that I mentioned Griffin because we would do mixtapes and stuff yeah. together back then, and I'd host them, whatever. So I, instead of DJ Griff I said you know I'm up in the mix and whatever whatever it was the line it said DJ Power so yeah. the crowd lost their mind yeah. because now oh my god he was He's freestyling off the top. this guy yeah. so it, and the same guy that threw paper now is banging yeah. up the it was just people, the place is going nuts you know what I mean? so for me that was my moment you know because I was probably like maybe 16 I don't know yeah. I was young I was, I was a kid you know what I mean just in the moment right mm-hmm. and for me that was like alright I can do this. Yeah, like I can, I can hang with all these dudes out here because these are all the guys I listen to, and I, I think they're, they're okay. Some of them, some are dope, whatever. Because yeah. there was the K Force, K Force back then, who actually was the man who replaced, so to speak, Large Professor mm. in, um, in, uh, 
main source, but mm. then it all fell through because he didn't want to be the guy that replaced Large Professor, and and yeah. so um, he kind of backed out of that. But that a little was, bit, yeah. You know, but that was kind of like long story short. That's kind of how it went, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things. So I just I always had ties to people in the industry. Like I, I met Maestro's producers, uh, Peter and Anthony Davis, when I was like fourteen or something. Before I even really wanted mm. to rap, and I would right. only rap around like certain people or mm. whatever. Um, and one of them was dating a girl from Oshawa, and she lived around the corner from my house. I used to go over there, and you know, when I, I used to go actually used to go bang her and her sister sometimes. But that's besides the point. Same time, but uh, not the same time. Oh, okay, but one would come home later, and I just wash up and. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But anyways, anyway. no, I'm, I'm <laughs> but anyways, one, of was dating, one of them was dating uh, one of the the Peter. <coughs> One of the Peter Anthony Davis, I think it was Anthony. I can't remember which one at the time. Mm. She's like, "Oh, we're going to the studio. Do you want to come?" Because she knew I was, you know, kind of doing what I was doing. Yeah. So I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I go, and we're hanging out with Farley Flex. You know what I mean? Again, yep. I'm like 14, 15. Oh my god, this is Farley Flex. Yeah. These are Maestro's producers. They did Backbone Slide. This yep. is crazy. So they're they're playing some beats, and one of them starts like rapping. Oh, and they're like, "Oh, so Mike, you think you want to rap, chap, lap?" And they start like coming at me, and I was like. I don't freestyle but and i just started going off and then they were like oh shit like homeboy is actually kind of nice you <laughs> know what bars. yeah so i was like okay this you know maybe again like maybe i can do this because i'm around again people who are doing it and that i have respect for and that i see that are in part of the industry and they're giving me kind of you know my little props again as a 15 16 year old kid from Oshawa, just going and it was just mm. like okay like I just got to keep going with this. And then, you know, again, just hooking up with the right people at the right time in the right era and, and getting it, you know, getting out there. Yeah. Trying to do stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. So, it, I mean, it's been a long journey. A lot of stuff hit and miss along the way. and But it is it is what it is, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you mentioned like 15, 16 year old kid from Oshawa. Um, there's another uh, kid from Oshawa who's who's doing big things in basketball right now. Mm. You want to tell us about him? Um, you must be talking about my son, who's 16. <laughs> um, if that's who you're referring it to. It is. Um, well, yeah. Well, actually, we live in Oshawa right now. Um, he goes to Pine Ridge. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the cat's out of the bag kind of technically, but he's switching schools. He's going to another school in Markham, uh, mm. prep school. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where my journey is now. Um, it's... Uh, going back to saying like I used to do four shows a week and all the stuff yeah. used, used to yeah um, you know what I mean so for me now everything's kind of uh, everything's kind of devoted to my son and getting him to where he he says he wants to be you know what I mean mm -hmm. like he's he's got an opportunity he's um, this year he he cracked the top twenty five uh, for Canadian uh, juniors oh, like nice. for kids his age Congrats. you know what I mean after not being on anybody's radar mm -hmm. at all really like just playing on his club team Northern Kings but just continually uh, developing yeah for sure getting better and trusting the process so to speak and people always talk about that trust the process and most people think they are but they're really not and uh, yeah my son man he's been putting in work and he's in Atlanta actually right now um, his team's on the Under Armour circuit and oh, wow. nice. so they have the finals and all that is this weekend so they're in Atlanta for five days I wish I was down he, I think they just finished their first game probably like when we came upstairs. Oh, wow. And normally, like, we'll stream the games at home, but there's there's not streaming these ones. So I was mm. like, uh, so the anxiety is killing me. So <laughs> I already, I already know had a beer before done. I got here. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, man, it goes, it, you know, it, like, my, I don't know. Like, I always love ball. 
So I always had my son around, you know, sports in general. You know, and yeah. I had friends that played in the CFL, the NFL. Yeah. Um, I had friends that played, and I know people that played professionally, um, not necessarily in the NBA, but like in Canada, overseas, this and that. So I've always had him around basketball, and it just he grew. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sixteen, six foot three, one hundred and eighty four pounds. Uh, he's built like a receiver, like yeah. an NFL mm-hmm. receiver, <laughs> and. But he's he's you know he's a big two guard for a high school kid, mm-hmm. and uh, he's doing like I said he's doing his thing, and it, I, the whole family's kind of bought into like let's we got to get behind this kid, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and not to not to say like I'm asking for it or whatever, but you know my my mom her husband like they're they they help out a lot. My brother helps out like a ton mm-hmm. when it comes to financial side because it's it's not it's not of cheap, course, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it, but the good thing is is that the level he played because he made the the. Um, the uh, BioSteel um, Rising Stars or whatever it is, like for the younger players and mm-hmm. whatnot. And these are all like, you know, big, you know, highly touted, I guess you could say, yeah. you know, like things to make, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and stuff like that. So he's been, you know, making a name for himself and really like putting himself on the map. And I, I feel like I've, I've, instilled that in him to go for yours you know what i mean like, i'm hearing yeah. that yeah you know just what i mean From the music basketball, side, right? and, you know what i mean like the music side and he used to come to all my interviews with me when he was little mm-hmm. he'd sit on my lap and stuff while i was doing this, these same kind of interviews as an artist promoting my music and whatnot so it's funny he had to do an interview with two other teammates and i always i show people this picture because the other two teammates have their hands like and their, their, their shoulders are kind of curled in and their heads are down and my son's got his hands on his hip hips his chest up and he's looking like yeah what's up <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what i mean like it's just the confidence you know what i mean and i For think sure. that's something that i've instilled in him you know and a little bit of badass streak in him you know like he's got a little bit of a fighter in him and stuff like that and i don't say fight like as in throw a punch but just fight Edgy. for yours and yeah and not give up not just lay down and, and take the loss like yeah i've seen him in games down 20 and say you know what i'm not losing and, and put his team on his back and come like come back and score like 40 points 45 points in a game and just go off in a hostile environment you know what i mean we were in ottawa and we were in a school that had a buyout (laughs) and normally like your bench is on one side and the the bleachers are on the other side the bleachers were behind the bench Mm. so every time they called the timeout there was like ah play like kids in your face and whatever right end of the game my son goes off he had 49 points end of the game we win the other team they don't know what to do yeah, they don't know what to do. The, the kids for this team that we're playing, that are in the bleachers, that paid whatever two bucks to get out and watch their their team play, are now yelling MVP, MVP to my son, and he's just like, you know, bring it on, like let's, yeah, like he loves it, you know yeah. what I mean? He's that kind of person, like yeah. he loves the moment. Um, you know, he's got tons of you know moments like that where he's you know done and said stuff. Like there was a time when he was like first year playing you know and there was people heckling his coach and blowing horns and stuff and and he came down and there was like a stoppage in play and the referees had to settle people down and all that and tell you know parents to stop doing certain things like whatever just like doing whatever right and uh so then they kept doing it so my son comes down hits a three and runs by them all and just goes puts his finger up (laughs) like sit down you know and this was like when he was like 10 (laughs) Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean like 9, 10 years old so I was like okay yeah he's got it in him like that's he's ready awesome. for this he's ready for the crowd he's ready for the moment you know what I mean yeah and and that's what he's evolved to now like he's you know he's taken his you know his lumps 
he went from losing, you know, by 20 to like every team his first two years playing mm. in this in this one league. Now they're in first place going into the playoffs nice, in, right. in two weeks. You know what I mean? Outside, outside of like what they, you know, his Atlanta Under Armour circuit and all this other stuff they're doing. So, yeah, man. Busy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, as a parent, it's like you're proud like you're just proud yeah, to see yeah. somebody take the bull by the horns you know that you've you put so much time and energy in yeah and and you see them just excelling now and and just like okay i can do this you know what i mean so it's great like it's like wow i i i built this young man to be this like to be what he is and it actually worked out like or it is working out I'm not saying you know yeah. it's not done the journey's not done so as a parent it's great um but yeah, it, it, it takes up a lot of your time, a lot For of sure. your energy and everything, but it's it's worth it. Yeah. Definitely worth it, man. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Bill Crothers next year, they're going to have a pretty uh, pretty good team. Uh, a lot going on, so uh, definitely like something to look out for if you're if you're into basketball, mm. into you know that the whole high school AAU kind of circuit and whatnot, which is really like Canadians they're next man they're they're now really yeah they're really is what's happening now and the draft record number this year canadians drafted in, in the top i guess whatever yeah whatever top 20 or whatever it is i don't know but it, that's what it comes down to now these kids can see it happening and believe it for real you know what i mean and, and that's what it comes down to and, and and that's what it is i guess as a music side the artist they're seeing you know drake top the charts you know what I mean? So they, they want to follow that model. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Which is which is great. I <laughs> yeah. mean but to me that's pop music. It is pop yeah. music. It's pop music. I mean no no matter how you cut it, you know what I mean? It's, there's there's no difference in that than Old Town Road to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're it's just songs that just happen <laughs> happen to become popular and happen to do what they do. But like it's really it doesn't like the, the yeah. element they come from is it doesn't really matter because the end result is really just being played on the radio consistently fucking non-stop mm-hmm. and, and until people are numb in the brain yep. from hearing your stuff exactly. you know what I mean like we need more Feral Munch yes. you know we need more boom, boom, like boom, boom. you know Ghostface on, on the radio yes, we need we more like you know the Jizzas the you know I wish like bring back Def Jeff bring back like all these old school guys that yes. had shit to say you know what I mean yep. like from like you know like the whole west coast like everything from the West Coast that was really dope got just pushed to the side because it wasn't the gangster. It wasn't the... Not to yeah. say, like, you know, Ice-T was, is dope, was always dope, you know, N.W.A. and oh, yeah. all those guys, like, you know, MC Quick and all those guys did their thing. But and so are like, hieroglyphics. But hieroglyphics mm. and, 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 and Dell and yeah. the funky homo sapiens. Yeah. Like, like, there was so much dope stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we need that because it was on a creative level that was really not being recognized mm. in a time where the pop stuff was the gangster stuff yep. because they were trying to and, and, and the thing is with NWA it was perfect timing for them because it was it was when America wanted to basically have I guess you know the, the black Ameri- black Americans in the ghetto have that mindset yep they, they wanted them to have that mindset so they were like okay this is great like we'll fight it and whatever but they also used it to basically make them act like that and so they the could violence. continually yep. so they could continue to go out there and arrest, arrest and shoot and murder and have whatever an and control yep. exactly yep. so it, coast, I mean it was a, it was a double edged sword like it was great for NWA and for what it did for West Coast Hip Hop but what it really did for the culture of West Coast like just people mm-hmm. or the people that lived in the hood or whatever yeah it sent how many people to jail to 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 their dead to to death and whatever right i think of a wise intelligent line when i'm hearing <laughs> that uh hip-hop's become a species in danger since rappers turn gangster yeah 
No, and it's true because if you look at the whole East Coast side of things, you know, when you heard the message and stuff, they were painting a picture about what was going on, but mm-hmm. not glorifying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not to say West Coast, they were doing the same thing. They were painting a picture, but they, the media and everything, just they, they ran with it. it. They ran with it yeah. to say, okay, yeah, let's let's have the labels continually push this out and control the masses. Same yeah. way they're doing now. Mm-hmm. They're controlling people with dumbed down music, telling everyone to drink Sizzurp or whatever the fuck, Molly Lean, whatever the hell it's called now. Yep. Same shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's all the same and it's just about controlling mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's and there's really no people can't say oh well you know look at the hippies in the 60s and they did drugs and whatever but they were still fighting they were still fighting against um white collar you know the man and this and that yeah. you know the, the you know corporate corporations yeah. and stuff like that like they were still battling against all that yeah they yeah, were doing drugs fighting. but they're yeah you know they were going up against you know they were trying to be the resistance mm. they weren't trying to just be d- uh, drunk and high and dumbed down yeah you know what i mean they were still they were fighting there was something they were you know revolting against and and the, this generation it's not they're not doing any of that they're just getting high and buying chains and it's i mean fine do whatever enjoy yeah. but the way they it's, glorify it and sell it, yeah. that's the difference. It's not you know our hip hop. I mean? like yeah. yeah, it's completely yeah. different, and it's it's really not. I, I call it electro urban hip hop. Mm. That's what I call it. Electro like, urban. Yeah, nice. electro urban hip hop. And no, I and that's it. Like that's yeah. that's all it is. It's because it's got all those elements in it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not hip hop music. It's not. It's because the hip hop that we grew up on, and it's not to say, oh, going back to that, but hip hop is still made like that. Mm-hmm. You still have the Apollo Browns that are producing yes, yeah. tracks that are blowing Joel, your mind. Joel Ortiz, oh. Ras Cass is still killing it. Yes, like you know what I mean. Like there's so many like to name off the top, but like again, that was one of the shows I did was underground hip hop, and that's all we played. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on, sorry, Underground Express was all we played was underground hip hop. Shout out to Steph, um, and we were doing that show for ever and then she she was fighting brain cancer glioblastoma and she was given six months to live th- i think three years ago okay and so she's, she's still fighting with us? it yeah shout out staff yeah steph dash nash um but yeah like and, and and again like she had she she did a she did an album that she produced because uh sprox she her and sprox are tight mm-hmm. sprox taught her how to use some equipment stuff like that because she's like before you know before i leave this earth i want to produce an album and she produced an album with oc on it Rascass on it <laughs> like it's fire i got it on my phone wow um, uh very nice true grit i think it's called the name of the okay. album whatever it's insane Sounds like a lyricist lounge it's, tape. It's redonkulous. It's redonkulous. <laughs> it's it's you gotta. I'll show I'll show you on my phone after. But yeah, it's worth it's worth the buy. It's one of the only things <clears throat> I've bought musically in decades. Right. Because I've had so much free stuff sent to me. Of course. Right. And I get stuff. So I actually was like, as soon as she released it, I'm like, I'm gonna buy this. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 insane. Like just you know, like she was taught how to you know just use a drum machine and do everything and then Sprock sat down and helped her with everything I think uh, I think uh, Grouch might have did some cuts or mm-hmm. somebody else I can't remember off the top but there's some nice. you know some dope people involved yeah. uh, Tona's on it I think Adam Bomb's on it as well mm-hmm. um, Gaddafi's on it nice. Tragedy um, oh nice 
Yeah, man. There's like some dope stuff, and I think uh, like she's cool. And again, like I did the show with her because she she was you know like in tune with the culture. Mm-hmm. Someone that was just down with hip hop. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and talked to these people on a regular, like OC and and all these guys, and you know had like heart to hearts with these, and they really knew these people. So we would do interviews with them and stuff, and we talk about like crazy shit where it was like, wow, like this isn't what again, this yeah. isn't what normal interviews are like mm-hmm. yeah, you know what i mean and that's what it comes down to you got to get to know people right you don't know them you, the music doesn't tell you shit for the most part i feel anyways you know what i mean but. we're gonna take a break right here and play yeah. call me by oc oh. and rascass you don't ha. stop baby mm-hmm. sean j baby what period ah. Like, oh, 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 
One for the money, two for the show, three for Modo, a four, four, and five mics. But disrespect my partner, you're soon to die twice. I rhyme right, so your lime like dumb. But in rhyme fights, niggas bite like Mike Tyson. We big kicking in, P power, nigga, voice. I get my swerve on, rocking the Rolex voice. I thought you knew. Call me, only shot time if you don't wanna talk to us. Call me. Time if you don't wanna talk to us. Call me, we got action guaranteed. Call me, don't waste our time if you don't wanna talk to us. Call me, we got action guaranteed. Call me, call me. So uh, recently you were on a track with Eddie Jones. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what? Funny story is, <laughs> he hit me up. I was like, sure, why not? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm not really doing not right now. Just kind of like, I was, I was like, I think I was in the middle of moving out here. It was like last summer. I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, I got a studio lined up, whatever. Um, sent me the beat, wrote the verse. I was like, hit him back like half hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. He's like, all right, I'll do, we'll go this this weekend. I was like, all right, cool. Um, changed whatever with my phone. I lost everything in my phone. I didn't have my eye, oh, my Apple code. Damn so it's technology. Like, I was like, shit, I don't have the verse. The day he was coming, I, was, I thought I put it on my iPad. It was in my phone. So now I'm like, shit, he's on his way to like grab me to go to the studio. So I'm like, fuck, I don't even have a verse now. So I like pull up my scribbling. iPad quick, quick, and I'm just like fucking like just typing shit in my iPad. I'm like trying to remember lines. No idea what was what. I just was nothing was rhyming. I was just putting it down. Yeah. And then I was like trying to just figure it out. And then we got there, and then I kind of put it together, and I was like, all right, I think I got it. You know what I mean? And we did the, and then we did the track. So it ended up being what it was. Um, it's a cool track. You know what I mean? Like me and Eddie's always been cool. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know he was doing stuff any, you know, right now. Gotcha. Uh, so when he hit me up, he's like, yeah, I'm working on some stuff. Um, you know, do you want to do this track? I was like, sure, why not? You know what I mean? 100%. Cool. Yeah, we'll I'm definitely like, spin sure, that. You know, why not? Um, and then uh, it was, it was, you know, it, I thought at that point, because now I'm like, okay, I'm in the studio, they're playing me beats. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to get back into, you know, doing some stuff and whatever. And then. I got this fucking night job working in a warehouse, and that was it. I was yeah. like, fucking no, 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 uh, no creativity. Everything just left, you know. Sleeping days, and it's just like I don't know. It was one of one of those things, but it was um, again. We moved out here. Everything we were doing was for my son. Like it was mm -hmm. to put him in a position, and and he was at Pine Ridge, and like I said, he became in the you know he cracked that top twenty five, and he became someone that was on the radar and recognized. So for me, it was like. You know, this is what I really came out here for. I didn't come out here to start rapping again and yeah. spitting bars about chipping, you know, cracking South Oshawa. Like, that's not what it's about. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so it was like, yeah, man. Even though, you know, there's ample opportunity to do all that out here. No matter yeah. where you go, you can make money in the, in the schwa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in your verse, you mentioned uh, Guru and Premier. Mm -hmm. You got you to gotta fill me in a little more exactly what did I say. 
Um, I'm trying to remember the. I honestly, he asked me to do a show. I'm like, dude, I don't even know the song. You never said it to me. He's like, come do a show with me. I'm like, I can't do a show. I've never even heard the finished song. I don't even know my verse. I made it up. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't remember the exact line, but I, it means I you I must did. like gangsta. It was yeah, a yeah, reference yeah, yeah. to be well, in the guru. Well, no, or I, like know, guru. I was just trying to remember what the whole line was, and I. I, I, I yeah, I just can't remember right now. My brain's fried. But yeah. um, those night shifts, man, they but, do that. But but honestly, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big uh, guru premiere. I'm a big gang star. You know, I, mm-hmm. uh, I I had a chance to to meet Guru in Mexico. Oh wow! Actually, I was at a hotel team. in Cancun, and uh, I went up to the bar. It was like ten o'clock in the morning, and this bar part was open, and there was a few people in there. I walk in just to grab like some juice, whatever. I'm like it's 10 in the morning and I hear this voice ask for like three shots of tequila but it's Guru's voice mm. you know what I mean and I'm just Wait like what the fuck I turn around <laughs> and, and all, all five eight of them is where, however however right. tall he is he's a little dude right yeah. he's standing there beside me and I was like oh shit and I was like yo what's up and he's like chilling whatever and he grabs his shot he does the shot does another one and he's like ah like, and I was just like Fucked. 10 a.m. This is yeah, this is guru. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? And then later on in the day, Biz Marquis DJing a pool party at the at, Nice. And I had no idea. Like this is the hotel we were staying at. Oh, Oasis Oasis Grand or whatever. So then I like I got a chance to meet Biz. So I'm like sitting in the lobby and Biz is just in a chair chilling by himself. And I'm like, like a Biz Marquis. And my boys, because I used to beatbox and do all that stuff, yeah. one of my boys, he's he'd always call me the white biz. He's right. like, oh, You're the white <laughs> biz, you're the white biz. <laughs> And it was just like wow, like I got actually got to meet the biz, you know what I mean? Incredible. So it was kind of wild. Like Cool J, all kinds of people were down. Yeah. It was like a Memorial Weekend thing. Oh, wow. I don't know. One time I just went with my boys. They just kept talking about it. I was like, sure, I'll go. It was like seventeen years ago. It was a long time ago. Okay. Um, and I was like, sure. And so not just, that not that long ago, it. like in no still in two contrast, days, no 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 like not really yeah. yeah yeah but I know it was just before my son was born. So right. I was about seventeen, maybe eighteen years ago. He's sixteen now, so. Um, to timeline it anyways yeah um, but again like I've been so fortunate like I've just I met like the Jungle Brothers when I was a kid mm. you know got to like go backstage and meet them because uh, one of the guys we hung out with his his uncle was putting on the show it was at Lamport Stadium right and he's like yeah come back and you can like we're all standing there watching the show and this guy Joel just comes he's like yo guys come come meet the Jungle Brothers and we're like what uh-uh. he's like yeah just come and he oh, tells wow. the guy yeah, these guys are good we all go back and there they all are nice you know what I mean and I'm just like holy shit like this is oh, crazy like I'm just like it's wild you know what I mean and you get those opportunities but again it's like one of those things that it makes it tangible because mm-hmm. now everything is right there you're meeting these people you know what I mean and like I I, I remember going to uh, New York to drop one of my boys in New York one time and, and he was going to stay with Trugoy from uh, from third uh, from third base yep just, just to like go down and and work on music in mm-hmm. Long Island, you know what I mean, and like to get to meet people like that. Yeah, and, that's you know what I mean. And it's and back in the day, like mm-hmm. again before whole social media. Yeah, you know it's it's wild. Yeah, and yeah, now you run into somebody, you try and take a quick selfie with them, and apparently you were hanging out with them for the day. So yeah, well, and that's what it comes down because then you know working security, I've worked a lot of clubs downtown where you know like the, certain people come through like. Um, Kanye, I mean, 
Kanye came to the club, one club I worked at twice in one week, and that's like unheard of. And it's right, a yeah. hole in the wall. This place called Lost and Found. Like it's a small little spot, yep. but it was like during Pan Am Games, he was here doing something. Mm-hmm. So that was the big news, right? Huh. So like I worked in that industry after, you know, I guess kind of had my whole like hurrah doing music and whatnot. I stayed within the, the industry. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I'd work tons of gigs where I'm around people like that. Like uh, Weekend was there all the time. You know mm-hmm, what I yep. mean? And like uh, Drake would come every once in a while, spend a lot of money whatever and then some baller i remember one time called and he's like what was the most amount of money spent there and they said oh well drake spent 26 grand so the guy goes well here's my credit card he goes pre-charge forty thousand dollars and he goes if we if we go over that he goes we'll give it to you that night because people want to show off and that's yeah. what society's become yeah, they want like to be that the moment, instagram the whatever so now and then, then they come down and they buy all these bottles and they just dump them out to show off Literally. you know what i mean Build so a it's hospital a crazy, in Africa. Yeah, yeah I know. Start a charity. It's a crazy <laughs> way that the whole, you know, the industry has changed because of social media, stuff like that. Um, sorry, I keep feeling like I'm going to sneeze, but it won't happen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's... Now that you said it, it won't. No, I know. Which is good, because then I'll... Yeah. I'll stop with the, you know, one eye closed. <laughs> yeah. Just look to the light. Yeah. No, I know. Usually that's what you use. Yeah. It's, it's not in here. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in here. Yeah, there's no light up there. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's too low. <laughs> so, yeah. cliche question. Yeah. Top five MCs. Uh, well, I'll give you a cliche answer. Karis uh-huh. one. Uh, in no order. In no yeah. order. Just how they're coming. Rock him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostface. That's four, right? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's it's like a you know Big Daddy Kane, and and I go back to those that era because people don't tell stories. I, and I've mentioned storytellers to you, mm-hmm. and that's what this is about. Like yeah. those, those are five storytellers, and then oh, and then you could go on sure. from Unparalleled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so is um, so is Ghostface. Ghostface mm-hmm. is a huge storyteller. Oh. How he tells them is a little different, but if you really listen, he paints that picture. Ghostface, Jizza, you know, like there's there's so many people I could. After that top five, you know, it's hard to really, yeah, you know, but but Ghostface has made me cry. Storytellers, man, and and that's what it is. It comes down to that. Like, if you can't tell me a story and paint me a picture, why the hell am I listening to you? Yeah. Like, if you listen to uh, all that I got is you. Yep. Not part. There's that one. There's like, another one. Whip you with a strap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the same song I'm thinking of, but that's the one with Mary J. Oh, that yeah, that's the one with Mary J. Blige on the hook. Yeah, yeah. I could be thinking of the same song. Um, but yeah, there's just certain artists like that, like you know what I mean. And and and, and again, I say cliche. That's mm-hmm. my that's the cliche answer. People always of say, course. "Oh, what about Pac? What about Biggie?" Well, when Pac and Biggie came out, I was already a grown man. I wasn't looking for someone to try and give me an identity. Right. Um, so their music, although I found. It's good. Mm-hmm. It, it did. I, it was unrelatable to me. Gotcha. You know what I mean. Um, same thing with music now. Like going back to Drake. Drake stuff. It's dope, and I understand why people like it and this and yeah. that. But I don't relate to it because I'm a grown man, and I mm-hmm. can't really relate to that. I can. I can. I can enjoy the music produ- production wise. I love. I love the stuff that he does with uh, Boy Wanda. Boy, he's an amazing producer, mm. hands down. He's one of the. He's one of the best producers I've ever worked with, and yeah. I've been fortunate enough to work with him. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm just past that. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I want to hear grown-up raps, but but going back to Raskas and OC and guys like that, when I yeah. hear them spit, I'm like, I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I can I can relate to that. You know what have I mean? Have you heard uh, "Date Night" by S? 
Yes. You talk about Esme. Uh, Esme Alongo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alongo. yeah, yeah, yeah. All, S is dope. Yeah. S is great. It's funny because I have a track with S. I did a whole bunch of stuff and and then I I, sold, I bought my house, started to move and all this stuff. Everything got put on the back burner, this whole project. But I have a project. S is on it. I'm trying to remember who's on the track with me and S. I got to find all this stuff because I lost everything. Mm-hmm. But I know I know the producers have it. I just, the computer I had, I don't have. Right. Yep. Um, but, I find his shit super relatable. But exactly, because he speaks from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's very humble. Mm-hmm. He's very uh, humble, just about life, about family, about raising his kid, about um, portraying the right image. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just being and and not just and, and I don't think he he doesn't think that he his shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. But he just tries to portray that just you know a, a morally good, more strong person. You know, a strong black man, a, a wise person. Yep. You know all these different things, and he, and it comes out in his music. So artists like him, man, like Stalin. Mm-hmm. You know, certain Canadian guys like that are, are just so dope. Adam Bomb, Tonas, you know, like, yep. you know. And again, like, I gave you a cliche answer. But if we really sit down and break it down, there's so many people that I've interviewed and stuff. When I've heard their music, I'm like, wow. I yeah. wish I, I, I wish I heard you before. Because some people I didn't hear of until they heard about me doing what I was doing. And they yeah. reached mm-hmm. out for an interview. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, S is dope, man. S is mad dope. He just dropped something new, didn't he? Yeah, the Do Better Challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember just seeing a bunch of stuff on social media. I'm, I'm in and out with social media. Sometimes yeah. I like it. Sometimes he was I'm sounds out. like that vibe from yeah. the start of this. He was our guest bit. last week. Yep. Okay, that's right. That's what I seen more uh, recently. Yeah, because he yeah. was on. He was on the show. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, um, but, we've uh, had him on a couple times because he works with uh, Merciless too. Mm. DJ Merciless, who like I, I went to school with him. We went to school right here in Oshawa. Yeah. I mean, I'd take you back, man. Oshawa's, you know, it's been around. It's been on the map. There's a lot of people that have lived here, grew up here, that have done some pretty big things in music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, one of my homeboys I grew up with, he had a gold record on um, the Booty Call soundtrack. Oh, nice. You know what Damn. I mean? And he's born and raised in Oshawa. You know, he produced a track uh, for a group called Crooked. Okay. Um, so it was it was one of those things like they were signed to Jive I think it was back in the day yeah uh, but he produced co-produced a track and made it to the soundtrack and 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 it went gold that so he's got a gold record you know yeah. what I mean so it's, with his name on it That's so it's great. like certain things like that like there's you know people out here have been in the music game doing stuff since the 80s mm-hmm. and it's it shows you know what I mean like it shows there's a lot of dope people in Durham in general like yeah. you know just doing music so for sure. Um, lots of accolades in that case going out, but I now to kind of touch it. Obviously, I'm one of the younger cats, etc. Yeah. What kind of message would you give to the younger artists that are putting stuff out there? If there was a way to put it. Um, well, understand being being a musician, you have to, or being an artist, look at it from the standpoint of you want to be a brain surgeon. So, if you want to be a brain surgeon, how much time do you have to put in to learn? The medical background, all that stuff. Like, if that's something you want to do, you got to put in right down to science. Ten years plus, yeah, of of just learning. So, think of it like that, because you 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 basically need to be able to dissect people's thoughts, your thoughts, put it together, be a storyteller. You know what I mean? So, become somebody who's who knows what makes people tick. So, understand the mind. You know what I mean? Put in that work, put in that effort, because otherwise, if you're just copying, you're not learning. You're just, you're mimicking. Got you. 
Right. So if you're but if you if you learn the craft, learn about yourself, because the thing is, is you want to tell your story. You don't want to tell somebody else's story. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing. People tell everybody else's story when you hear all these young guys rapping. Like I heard something on the radio the other day, um, not to go off topic real quick, but I was listening to um, on flow. They were playing the uh, the whatever. Ricochet. Made in Toronto Rick, Rick, takeover. Yeah, they made it Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, they play so Tory Lanez and Navin Drake. Yeah. yeah, so sometimes <laughs> la, la, there's some la, stuff la. I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty good, whatever, whatever. Um, so they played some song, and I'm like, oh, this song is dope. I can't remember who it was, but it was like like a minute, minute and a half. It was so short. Mm. And I was like, like, wh- like, there's no more to the song. And then, um, again, I'm listening in the morning. I was listening to their morning show with uh, uh, whatever, Blake and the guy that does... Peter Cash. Peter Cash, yeah. yeah. Peter Cash. And Peter's like, they played this Killy song. And he's like, oh, I love this song. It's so great. And it's like, he goes, but why is it only a minute and a half? And I'm thinking, well, because for one, there's no creativity. Mm. He couldn't say anything else. He had yeah. no more to say. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like, these kids don't have anything to say. Gotcha. So live a life. Like go out there, do something, experience something. Then talk about like if, it. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about selling drugs, then go, go and sell drugs. some fucking drugs. Yeah. Go to jail. Go to jail. Otherwise, don't talk about it. Shake somebody and and live that life. You know what I mean? But that's what that's shout what out comes to down Trap to. Mills. Hope you get out soon, buddy. <laughs> but, but, Free but, up. That's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? Like talk about what you live. <laughs> talk. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but talk about what you live and be be that guy because, hey. Old Town Road, man. Yeah. Hey. Just fuck. another one of those. Yeah. But look, but he told his story. Yeah. He told his story. You gotta give him that at least. And, and look look what it did, though. You know what I mean? And, and fuck, like, as it's, it's bad as that song is, and anytime if I'm listening to the radio, I hear it, I hear it come on, I change the station. Because, and there's, certain, there's certain people like Cardi B, I change the station. Certain artists, I change the station because, A, I don't want them um, taking a. a, a Sound scan, a, yeah, a scan of how listening. many listeners while I'm listening. Or I don't want PPM or whatever one, it's called. I don't. Yeah, I, I was trying to like remember the is exact term. I think it or yeah. something like <clears throat> some, whatever it is. But I don't want to give them my point. I don't mm-hmm. want to give them my one point yep. of of listenership. And it sounds stupid, but at the same time, it's like, well, why do I though? Like, why do I want to sit here and listen to that? Yeah. Why do I want to like make them? think that somebody else is buying into this trash mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's what it comes down to like people have to really start i don't know like not just following the norm which mm-hmm. is not going to happen because yep. i mean people are sheep yep in the general, sheeple people are sheep you know what i mean so many people are just fine with paying taxes and doing what they're supposed to do and 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 just standing in line and and following suit and you can't going back to an artist as an artist you can't do that if yeah. you want to break the mold you can't follow suit you got to do something else you got to you got to you know go against the grain you know what i mean 100% whatever it is because if you're just another rapper going skirt skirt and whatever <laughs> Plenty then, of those. then no one's going to know if if it's you or if it's if it's migos or if it's whoever you know what i mean like 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 i remember i seen a video and this guy i was watching a video i'm like holy shit this guy sounds like tory lanes and then at the end they're like oh it's tory lanes brother well, why are you coming <laughs> out? Why are you coming your out? Brother. Is it twin Being brother? Known as Tory Lanez, people know you're Tory Lanez's brother, and the song—it's a dope track. The song is crazy. Yeah, it sounds like one of those ones, like you know, you're in the club and it's like the bass is just blah, blah, blah. yeah, and you're just like as a DJ or whatever, you're like it just the crowd goes crazy because the bass is nuts. Yeah, but I'm like. 
Tori, your brother did it's it. Exact same. Your brother just did it. So do something else. Yeah. Like you should be coming out so that when you, if you do a song with him now, you sound different. And it was, it was the same. Like seven, yeah. seven, Like it was the same. Everything that Tori. Made. Jeez, I didn't know you so did well. it too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's dope and stuff. It works for that track, but. It's like he did the same thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's going to be my new tag for my new beats. I'm, I'm cutting that. That's my new tag for beats. But honestly, though, you know what I mean? It's like one of those situations where, like, do something different, man. Mm-hmm. The great, like, everyone's like, like, you don't, like, uh, fish don't, fish don't get laid swimming downstream. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right? Not them salmon at least. Yeah, they yeah. don't like the salmon they don't get they don't get laid going with the flow. Yep. So if you want to get your fucking shit wet, fight get the stream, the man. Stream, yeah. Fight the stream. I like that. And and that's what it comes down to. I mean, otherwise you're just gonna be like you'll get the little like, oh my god, people will listen because they're, they're gonna think you're someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then once they realize you're not that person, they're gonna Stop. go, Oh, they're gonna go on to the next person. Okay, so there's there's a, a rapper that came out like maybe Eight ten years ago from the West Coast, YG. The letters Y and G. And now there's a guy, W H Y G. Yeah. W. Not the same. Not his son. Is no. That his nephew. Just or? some guy that like thought. You know what? Maybe uh, when people fuck up searching for him, they'll, they'll hit mine. Find me. Yeah. Well, you know what? Honestly, I, I was a victim of that. Mick Boogie, DJ Mick Boogie. Yes. I've had. So I've many had. People tag I was me, wondering that too. Tag me because. Uh, the funniest part is too. He's a white guy, bald. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be big. I was a lot like heavier, and we both like at the same time when I dropped some stuff. I was going down to Atlanta doing a bunch of like conferences and stuff like that, and um, I did this show. And some guys like, "Oh, you rap too?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, I know you, uh, Mick Boogie." And I'm like, "No, it's Mike Boogie. Boogie. Mick Boogie would be M I C K." Yeah. And he goes, "No, don't you DJ? Aren't you from Ohio?" And I'm like. Nope. No boogie, what up? Just so then sleep, I Googled this up? guy, right? This was in 2006 or whatever. This was a while back, 13 years ago. Okay. So I Google him and I'm like, holy fuck, this guy looks like me. He's like a chubby, <laughs> a chubby white guy that lost weight. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was just like, holy fuck, like it's crazy. But, and then some people I know did some work with him and whatnot, like because he was in Toronto and like did security work for mm-hmm. him. And this one guy's like, yeah, that's my boy. But then anyways, uh, people would tag me all the time. Oh, when are you going to do something else with little brother? When are you going to do yeah, this? Yeah, whatever. That's exactly and I what would, I was thinking. I would, I would send a message back and I'm saying, no, you mean this guy. So he changed his whole name to just Mick. Right. He dropped the boogie. And I'm not saying it's because of me. Well. But it, there, was a, there was a time where like on a regular yeah. daily basis, people would misconstrue him for me or me for him right they would, tag, they would be meaning to tag me and tag him they'd be meaning to tag him and tag me yeah like somebody oh the show was lit last night your set was crazy what? and i was like what? some kid hit me up to do uh to dj his high school his high school uh prom right you thought that was, thought it was, <laughs> thought it was big right he said how much i was like i don't know like like a thousand bucks He's like, all right, I'm going to talk to my principal, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but I, I still need to bring a DJ so I don't have equipment. He's like, I thought you were a DJ. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm a rapper. He's like, but aren't you? And I said, no, I'm a, a rapper. I'm Mike Boogie. Yeah. I'm Mike Boogie. I said, there ain't no K right. in my name. Go get twisted. <laughs> so I'm a victim of that in, 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 in a sense because mm-hmm. the, the, 
obviously he's had way more success at what he's been doing. I and, and that's me giving him his respect. He's he's big. He's huge. He's he's a great he's DJ. He does. He's great yeah. at what he does. He's been out there doing his thing. He's made a huge name for himself. But we were kind of. Like I was putting stuff out at the same time he was making his climb, right. like so to speak. You know what I mean. So that's why there was always a common, you know. And people are dumb, right? M I C B O O M I C K B O O. Yep. Right. Yeah, I don't even think about it. But as then the people doing go, it. "Oh, well, your name's M I C. That's Mick." And I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. how do you spell microwave? How do you spell microphone?" Yeah, that's the first one you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you call it a microphone? You call it a microwave. There's no K. I'm going to from now on. Yeah. Well, and so you should. You should re- rethink your whole existence now. Yeah. Because of but like it's little things like that. You know what I mean? And, and what kills me is like people as fans of hip hop, you think they would understand that MIC, but not even that. As the word MIC and it's hip hop, you know someone's saying Mike. Yeah. I there was one point I had a uh, the I was a microphone, and people would still say Mick. Really? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's people people are people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I run into it a little bit with uh like my DJ name is Tic Tactic and there's You call you Tyke? <laughs> no, there's this there's Good God, a, thank God not. There's another DJ who's really good actually who I didn't even know existed until about a year ago. His name's Tactical. Oh yeah. Tactical. But DJ Tactical, but they kill but spelled all fucked up like mine, right? Yeah. And we've actually done a few shows Local together as well. on it. And oh, we wow. go, we That's throw back and forth and <laughs> tip top tactic to print. It confused the hell out of the whole It pissed me off at first, but we've we've become friends over the last year and yeah. done three or four shows yeah. together where we do like a little <laughs> shout out tactical well, battle routine in the, the thing, middle like, and there was a point where I wanted to reach out to to Mick Boogie and do do that and and do he already did the summertime one. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do a play off that and do the I'm the rapper, he's the DJ. Right. And have us pointing like, nice. You know what I mean? And it was it was something that I was I was actually gonna try to do. Um, we did reach out to his people, but at the time he was like touring and doing whatever, and it couldn't be done like in the time frame. Yeah. So we I just kind of let it to rest. Like it's not like I talked to him about it, but it was something I was it was in the works. Like we were like, yeah, let's let's fi- let's find out how much because he was only like a couple grand to host the tape and whatever. So yeah. I would just give him the tracks, he would do whatever, but that would be the artwork. That's awesome. Would be the you know fresh prints, That's right? Sick. And and it was a play on that. That was the whole point, right? But it, like I said, it was just timing wise, it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild how the six degrees of separation and how you you know you're that close to people mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like i said one of my boys was working security with them and they were in toronto and he was driving him to his show and picking him up at the hotel and the airport doing all that stuff and he hit me up but i was just i was busy like i just yeah. wasn't available right he's like shit like you got to get down here and i'm like i just can't like yeah today's not the day <laughs> you know what i mean but i've had Karis one i did a track with Karis one and i was on my way to work my phone rang i was on the subway and I was about to go underground. My phone rang, and I was like, fuck is this? Like a 718? Like a weird number. I get off, and this guy's like, hey, is this Mike Boogie? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm so-and-so. I'm uh, Karis One's manager. He's like, the teacher wants to talk to you. And I was like, what the? Okay. I jump get punked. Subway before it goes underground, and, I, and it's Karis One. He's on the phone. He's like, yeah, I listened to the track, blah, 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 because I got him on a track. I did... Um, Good look. Okay. So the remix was him and Snow. 
Right. Um, so I got some play. I got some love. Like, I was getting flow, play, all that, you know, and whatever, doing all that back mm-hmm. in, like, 2008-ish or whenever it was. Nice. Yeah. Um, but but it was funny because I was on my way to work. So my next call was to call work to say, I can't come in. Because he's like, yeah, let's get in the studio. Because he was doing a show. Peter Jackson was doing a show. Had him up here. He was doing something up at Durham College. We recorded it, I think, at Zay's house. Okay. In Zay's parents' basement, I think. Or yeah. Zay's was the one on the computer. And it was like, it wasn't even like, like, you see how the setup is now? Yeah. There's nothing like yeah. this. Yeah, he's you know what I mean? but, it worked, uh, but it worked. It was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I did the track and you know whatever, regardless. But it was one of those situations. It was like yeah. a moment. Like, how do you explain this to people? How do you tell this story? Like, I was on the subway and I get a call from the teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean. And, and only people who really know would know what I'm talking about if I said the teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it's just like one of those things. Like, again, it's like. I think I just hit up like the temple of hip hop and I was like, yo, I'm working on track, blah, blah, blah. So, and you know, whatever he, the day went on, I met him at the studio and I walk in and he's writing to my song mm-hmm. and he's sitting there and he's got a glass of like whiskey and he's got his, yep. you know, his thing burning and he's chilling and, and he's writing to my song and he looks and he goes, you must be Mike Boogie. And I was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. For I just real. got like the, like the God MC just knows who I am. Wow. Like and it was like it mission was like, complete. It was crazy. So and then like because because um, all these guys were there, like all their boys from back then were all there. And yeah, whatever. And he goes, he's like, whoever ain't got nothing to do with this track, like get out of the room. And I just heard everyone leaves, whatever. And it would we're just it's just me, him, and then uh, Zay's, and then Peter was chilling. And I had I had my video camera. We we're filming all the stuff, and I lost the fucking. This is uh, back when you still uh, had cassettes. Yeah, of course. Still had, you know, and I still had that little. Like, there was still there was digital then, but I just still had that one. Yeah. And uh, I lost that cassette, mm. or or taped over it or something. It was like fuck. But I had him on video being like, uh, him saying um, something like, uh, no. Uh, Mike Boogie, no, you're a good look. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things I could have used for like, like promo drop, or whatever. Yeah, drop. yeah. And it was just like one of those things that was like, ah. Cypher, don't yeah. get gassed. But yeah, man, it's crazy, crazy. Sorry, you're going to say? No, I was going to say, um, I don't know if you want to, well, obviously you guys keep going because this sounds like it could go for another three hours. Brendan and them have been outside for like 10 minutes, so I'm just going to go out and deal with that. Okay, sounds good. I hate to do this. This might be a three-parter. Yeah. <laughs> <could> be. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be complaining. Yeah. The only one right now complaining is me that I gotta walk downstairs. Well, Fuck. She might, she honestly might be complaining if she's down. Oh yeah. With word on the score. Give me one second. I'm uh, sure I'll catch you guys on, I'll catch you on the way out. Yeah, yeah. let me just call her quick. She called, she messed me like an hour ago. Okay, I'll pause this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is your man Mike Boogie and you're checking out Hip Hop Tick Tactics. Yeah!